No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Na na na. Testing my mic levels like a pro. When you play a song, people at home. They just don't know that you're trying to get the levels right. It's all a show. I'm a pro. Ladies and gentlemen, how the fuck are you? Welcome to whatever the hell day it is, wherever the hell you are. Up, down, left, right, or otherwise. Welcome to the show, except all of the YouTube people who won't be joining us tonight. If you don't follow on Twitter, then you'll have no idea. But I received a little email. Remember, um, was it a year or two ago? Remember how we celebrated that we were invited with open arms, welcomed onto Team YouTube? Do you remember that? Team YouTube? We did a whole thing. We had an affair. It was me and Suze, Suze and me, on Team YouTube. I had been accepted into the partner program. And life was good and things, everything was rosy and there was flowers and bees and birds and bright, beautiful sunshine as far as the eye could see on Team YouTube with my, with my best friend, Suze. And everything was going swimmingly. I never ended up taking any um, money from YouTube because for whatever reason, I couldn't get the AdSense account to work or something. So I don't know what happened to that. <laughs> There wasn't much, I don't think. I can't even, I don't actually remember actually getting any money from Google or YouTube ever, so I can't imagine it would be worth much, you know? We'd be talking cents here, so I never followed it up. But it was it was very nice to get past a thousand and be able to apply, you know? It's very nice with the help of everyone. So we got up there, we applied, and wouldn't you know it, Dag blast it. We got invited to the partner program. We were invited onto Team YouTube, but here we sit, however long it is later, 12 months, 18 months, two years, whatever it is, uh, here we sit. It's a very different situation here indeed. I have been expelled from Team YouTube. Kicked off the team. I got an email earlier this week uh, for an episode that's probably been up for about three or four months or something, like an older one. And it said, Dear Boogie Bumper, and I opened I opened this email expecting only good things, you know, because I'd had such a productive relationship here on Team YouTube. Well, not anymore. Not on Team YouTube anymore. Team Rumble. <laughs> Team DLive again. Um, so not on Team YouTube, but that's okay. And I, I thought, well, you know, we've had a productive relationship working together. Surely this can only be good news. Suze is probably inviting me to some co- cocktail party or something, you know. And I open it up, sure as shit. Uh, we have given your channel a strike for, it was quote, inciting violence or hatred. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Look, I don't mind if you get me on something s- straight up. That's fair enough. You know? But <laughs> I, I don't know if you've, are you new around here or have you see inciting violence or hatred it's just really not something we do here it's not something that's ever done 
you know, we make sarcastic comments about things that other people take seriously. That's what we do here. Because we don't. <laughs> it doesn't really go beyond. I love everyone. I want everyone to be happy. I'm like, just do you, man. Do whatever you want. Whatever blows your hair back, whatever tickles your little pickle, your prickly little pickle, go for it. But no, um, one of our eps, one of our eps has been flagged as, what was it again? Violent, <laughs> promote, inciting acts of violence or something, graphic depictions of violence. What? I don't know. And, but the best part was, so, you know, little old me, two things actually. First of all, it's a little bit sad. Uh, not that I got a strike and therefore can't stream on YouTube for a week, but because it took so darn long. Uh, I can only assume if I had have been more popular, then I would have been banned a lot sooner. So that's a bit disappointing, <laughs> right? For the ego, it's it's bruising for the ego. Um, you know, and the second thing is, having not gone through this before, they send you a link of the offending content. And they say, would you like to review this? And it's smacked of, you know, getting put through to a call center in India or something and just getting to run around. Yes, I'll put you on to my supervisor. Would you hold, please? You know. Okay, I'd like to appeal. I click yes. And they say, please review your content. And I'm like, okay. But they send you the link for the whole two-hour live stream. There's, there's not like a timestamp or anything. There's not any particular part that they point to to tell you which is the offending part. Because I was interested to know. I thought, well, that doesn't sound right. So this will be fun. Show me where. Show me where I did this thing, this horrible thing. But they don't. They send you to the link. Now, I don't listen back to my own show. Why would I? You know, I'd, <laughs> nobody else listens to it. So why the fuck would I? Right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. So I click play, expecting to sit through this whole episode trying to put myself in the mind of the person who's who interpreted some kind of promotion of violence or hatred or whatever they're upset about because like we mentioned in last week's episode i'm not angry at you you know you can believe whatever you want to believe i'm just curious i want to know how you ended up at that conclusion show me you're working out okay don't just tell me the answer i want to know how you figured it out how did you end up there <laughs> with promoting I don't know, incitement to violence or hatred or whatever it fucking was. How did you end up at that conclusion? What took you to that place? That's what I'm interested in. So given the opportunity, that would be that would be swell, I think, but you're not afforded that opportunity. So, you know, I, I prepare to listen back to this whole episode, trying to figure out what the offending material was, and I press play, and I just get that, the circle of death. You know when a video just continues to load, continues to load, but doesn't actually load, it doesn't kick in? Usually means it's 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 a dead link, right? The, whatever the source for that video was, whatever server it was in, or archive, or whatever it is, has now been deleted. So. The link is trying to take you to a video that no longer exists. And I press the link again and I refresh the page. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Is my internet down? So I open up another window, bang, straight onto YouTube. No problem. I'm like, oh. So I go back and I'm trying to review. So they've sent me this link, mind you. They've sent me the link of my own show. It said, please review this. 
but they don't tell you where, so you've, I guess you've got to listen to two hours of it and try and figure out what they're referring to. But I'm trying to play the link and it's just not loading. It's just got the circle of death. And then so I, I grab the, I copy the URL and I paste it into a new window and it says this video cannot be found. It has been removed for violating our guidelines. I shit you not, true story. So the link that they sent me to review was a dead link because they deleted the video that I now can't review. <laughs> Would you like to appeal? Yes. Sorry, this case no longer exists. What? Isn't it grand? Isn't it fun? So, so I go, okay. Well, I guess I can't review it then, really, technically, because you've already deleted it. So the link doesn't work anymore. And they say, would you like to add a comment? And I clicked OK. And I wrote down, you know, good afternoon. This content contains no incitement to violence or promotion of hate whatsoever. Good. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Not knowing what to say. And within, I reckon it was, I'm going to say within 24 hours, I got a reply back from Team YouTube. My teammates, my bros, they didn't leave me hanging. They got back right back to me as quick as a flash. And they said, your appeal has been rejected. They said, we've carefully reviewed your content. And I thought, well, how the fuck did you do that? You've already deleted it. You know, I couldn't review it. <laughs> so it's, again, I'm not angry or upset or anything like that. It's just silly. It's just silly. It's a silly accusation and the process was silly and you can't, you can't even attempt to prove your innocence from an ambiguous charge. No, we've deleted the evidence. <laughs> okay. So, you know, that was that. Uh, I can go back on YouTube in a week, but I have a feeling whoever's got an itchy dick out there, it's probably just going to happen again, isn't it? So best get used to the idea. Anyway, that's that. In times like these, with the world falling apart, there are only so many places you can turn. A uh, good friend of the show, Major Tom, hosted The Big Empty, running for office for the second time around. He also ran, you'll remember, in 2020 for higher office to be president of your United States of America. Well, he's going again. He's having a second dig at it. And I think gaining momentum this time. Definitely the run in 2020 did him well. And he's poised now to, you know, really, really promote himself with the public, considering all of the, the outside factors that are affecting politics right now. You know, the economy, uh, immigration concerns, you know, spiralling cost of living, uh, energy sources and resources into the future, potential for war in Eastern Europe. There are a lot of things that are concerning the minds of the average person, so... Pleased to announce that Major Tom dropped a new campaign video last week. I thought we'd check it out. Hey there, America. Are you tired of voting for one or two corporations masquerading as political parties just to say you dunked on the other one? Are you sick of controlled opposition third parties that get you nowhere? Well, I have great news for you. Now you can vote for Real Dynamic Change, not affiliated with any political party, with MT 2024. That's right, MT 2024, where my only campaign promise is to nuke America now. That's right, I said... I would love to ask Major Tom, is he kind of doing a little bit of... A little bit of a yoke, like a... 
little bit of, I, I don't know what you would call that accent, that affl affliction, you know, that, uh, well, tell you what now, boy, howdy. Is there a little bit of that being kind of just sprinkled on top? Because it's delicious if it is. It sounds like it's there, doesn't it? Well, tell you what now, vote for MT2024. We're going to have ourselves a big old holdout. Really <laughs> you know, there's just a little bit of, a little bit of squeeze and essence of that underlying this text, which is fantastic. So you dunked on the other one? Are you sick of controlled opposition third parties that get you nowhere? Well, I have great news for you. Now you can vote for real dynamic change, not affiliated <laughs> with any political party, with MT 2024. That's right, MT 2024. That's right. My only campaign promise is to nuke America now. That's right, I said nuke America now. And when you get that ballot next election, you vote for Major Tom. Hell, you don't even have to write my name on the ballot. Just scribble MT 2024 on it and hand it right back. And after a big party, we'll cover one end of this shithole continent to the other with radioactive hellfire. You don't want the demon rats taking your guns? Boom! You don't want the backward Republicans playing the gateway? Boom! And even if we don't win, with no people participating in voting MT 2024, we'll make all these tax-stealing shasters have to reconcile with a system so broken, people just want to blow it all to hell. So vote MT 2024, because with these people in charge, it's not like it really matters anymore anyway. Oh, my. <laughs> He's good, isn't he? Major Tom's really good. He's doing well. He's a creative little fucker. I like him. <laughs> Major Tom, ladies and gentlemen. MT 2024. All right. A couple of things to go through here. First, I thought you might enjoy this just as a bit of cultural learnings from your friends down here in Australia. Uh, this was, and it's an outrage story. As you know, we live for the outrage stories here. Chill. Outrage over racist letter shut down after shocking twist. So we've got an outrage with a shocking twist. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Pour yourself a drink. Pour yourself a drink or light one up or do whatever you got to do. Trust me, it'll be worth it. Not to make it bearable, just to enhance it. Welcome, Rice Man. A Brisbane woman was outraged after receiving a letter with a quote, ethnic slur on it but not all was what it seemed okay so we've got a little bit of mystery mixed in with some intrigue mixed in with some racism which is fantastic a student who took to social media to share her outrage about a quote racist letter she received was quickly shut down after the truth was revealed Former University of Queensland student Sierra Chen took to Facebook to express her disgust after a letter was sent to her home, uh, after a letter sent to her home, quote, was addressed to a person named Ms. Ching Chong. Ms. Ching Chong. The woman, who is of Chinese origin, believed it may have been a malicious act of racism, as the phrase can be used as an ethnic slur to mock people of Chinese and East Asian heritage. Ms. Ching Chong, apparently. Last week, I received a mail from UQ, uh, UQ, which I suspect is the University of Queensland Sports, with a slur on the envelope. Ching Chong, she wrote. The content of the letter was quite normal, but Ching Chong is a racial discrimination word against China. A racial discrimination word. 
Them's, you've heard of fighting words, now meet discriminating words. Quote, I emailed them to find out the truth. They told me there was a girl called Ching Chong that had left this address. They couldn't give me any more details due to privacy. It's such a shame, that privacy stuff, isn't it? We should be allowed to just dabble in other people's business whenever we feel like it, shouldn't we? Well, maybe the government only. Only the government should be allowed to do that. We can't be trusted, obviously. Who do we elect? Oh, power to the people. Fucking right on. However, I double-checked with my house manager and there wasn't anyone called Ching Chong that lived in this house. You know, the plot thickens. If possible, I hope I can contact with this girl and I hope it was just a coincidence. I wonder if anyone else has received such suspicious letters. Please contact me too. So we need to, let's get a community together here. There any Ching Chongs out there? Her post was met with angry reactions from others who thought it may have been a cruel joke. That's so racist, one commented. Quote, you should report it. (laughs) It's very predictable how these things fall these days, isn't it? (laughs) Sorry, sorry you had to feel that way. It must have been really insulting. Yes, keep driving at home. As an Australian with a French last name, there is no end of people speaking bad French slurs. Oh, you mean cheese-eating surrender monkeys? Stuff like that. Stuff like that. Stinky Frenchman, that kind of thing. How awful. You know, a French a French stereotype is that they fucking complain all the time. And as someone with German heritage, how do you, what the fuck do you think I got called when I was growing up? You stinky Frenchman. Stinky would have been nice compared to what I got. Grow up. (laughs) As an Australian with a French last name, there is no end of people speaking bad French slurs. While many were incensed about the apparent racist fiasco, the truth was soon revealed. Another former student came forward to assure her that she had lived at that address previously, was involved with UQ Sport, and that, in fact, was her real name. Quote, chill, guys, it's me. My birth name is Ching Chong. Jim Edward joining us in the chat over on Rumble. How about that? Yes, we are now on Rumble because we have been friend-zoned by YouTube. No longer, no longer on Team YouTube, guys. They kicked me off. Inciting racist violence or something. Jesus. Anyway... Back to this Ching Chong story. (laughs) Chill, guys. It's me. My birth name is Ching Chong, she explained. My parents named me Ching because it rhymes with my family name Chong and my beautiful Chinese name. I lived at that address in 2017 and was a blues recipient. UQ Sports is not racist. I just have a cool name. I like it. I like this chick. Just relax, everyone. It is my name, and it's fucking awesome. Ching Chong. <laughs> All right. See? That wasn't so fucking hard, was it? Was it? Yep. It's pretty much how an adult deals with things. Now, the alternative is you can, you know, try to start a hashtag and make a protest sign and start screaming about stuff on the street with a megaphone. You could do that as well if you wanted to. Uh, But there are many ways to skin a cat, so to speak. (laughs) 
I lived at that address in 2017 and was a blues recipient. UQ Sports is not racist. Winning TV is also on the chat over on um, Rumble. Welcome aboard, sir. When do you do shows now, Phil? Because I've been out of the loop with job and stuff, so I don't know. Tomorrow? Follow Winning TV. He'll do something. Same with uh, Iceman. Follow him. He'll do something too. They'll tell you. They'll tell you when they do stuff. They'll let you know. My parents named me Ching because it rhymes with my family name Chong and my beautiful Chinese name. I lived at that address in 2017 and was a blues recipient. I, I guess that's some kind of a, you know, university award. I don't know. Never went. <laughs> well, never finished. <laughs> UQ Sports is not racist. I just have a cool name. There you go. Many were relieved that the entire fiasco was not actually malevolent in nature. Thank you, Sierra Chen, for calling this out. So hang on, we're we're still con- we're we're still congratulating her for calling out the racism that didn't exist. Okay. Instead of just going, my name's not Ching Chong, and you know, sending the letter back to the post office like an adult would. No, wrong. Sorry, they don't live here. Here you go. Sorry. Oh, that's that's all you have to do. <laughs> put it back in the letterbox. Return to sender. Put it back in the letterbox. Right? That's it. Shows over. No, no, no. We have to go on Facebook and we have to talk about. Does anyone else get these racist letters <laughs> for Ching Chong? <laughs> right? Is anyone else being victimised here? And so, not only when we discover that yes, you should have just returned to sender because you are not Ching Chong and the real Ching Chong is out there and does exist. Instead of, now that we're at that place, you still get pats on the back for calling out the racism that didn't exist. What are we doing here? Quote, I would be super confused too if I received a letter at my address with such an interesting name, if this wasn't my actual name. Thank you for taking action to check with the house manager and UQ Sports and for trying to find me. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking action. But we've discovered it wasn't racist, it was real. A real person with a real name. And that person loves their name and fucking more power to them for it. Absolutely. They're like, nope, that's my real name and it's just cool. But thank you for making sh- thank you for making sure that the university isn't racist though. Appreciate it. Alright then. Fantastic stuff. Let's move on to this. Sandy Hook family seek $2.75 trillion from Alex Jones. Really going for it now, hey? Do you remember like whenever, whenever, do you remember when that first deposition was around? We watched it on the show. It had to be years ago, man. Years and years ago. Five years ago, at least four, maybe four. It was a whiles. Look where we are now: two point seven five trillion. Sandy Hook families asked a Connecticut judge to order Alex Jones to pay two point seven five trillion dollars in damages, in addition to the almost one billion dollar uh, dollars awarded by a jury for defamation, claiming quote. 
the only the highest possible punitive damages will stop the InfoWars host from continuing to harm them. Well, he's not talking about Sandy Hook anymore. He's not talking about you anymore. I don't think he even mentions you except in relation to the trial in the first place. Right? So what is this continuance of harm? Oh, you mean just the fact that he's still on... He's still out there. That's the harmful bit, isn't it? Because remember, we have their quotes. We have their quotes from a couple of weeks ago. Things like, you know, a month ago. Something along the lines of, and you'll have to forgive me, you know, if it's not exactly to the mark, but I am trying to recreate, uh, you know, the essence of it as best I can. Something like, the families demand Alex Jones shuts down his media empire or something. He, he needs to he needs to shut it down. That's that's what we'll accept. And I thought, well, of course. Well, there's the point right there. That's the point. The family said they're entitled to the amount because Jones broke a state law barring the sale of products using false statements. $2.75 trillion. Evelina, thanks for joining us. They reached the sum by multiplying the state's law's $5,000 per violation fine by the 550 million social media exp- exposures Jones's audience received on his Facebook. YouTube and Twitter accounts in the three years after a, after a school shooting that claimed the lives of 20 first graders and six educators in 2012. Jones called family members crisis actors for years and said their loved ones weren't murdered during an elementary school massacre. He denied his statements were defamatory. Alex Jones, quote, Alex Jones perpetrates this kind of attack for one reason, greed. Greed, says the guy asking for literally, quote, $2.75 trillion. <laughs> Only $2.75 trillion will stop him. Okay. We need to demand $2.75 trillion because he's greedy. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. You're the good. You're the good guy. <laughs> Quote: Alex Jones will never treat them like real people because they are too valuable to him as targets. State Judge Barbara Bellis will determine the final amount Jones must pay. She has previously said Jones violated the Connecticut Unfair Trade Practices Act. Really? They're really Al Caponing. They're really Al Capone slash taxationing his ass, aren't they? No, we can get him under the Unfair Trade Practices Act of Connecticut. Fuck. By selling supplements and survival gear during shows that featured his false claims about Sandy Hook. Apparently, that's a law. The InfoWars host claims he's bankrupt and has vowed not to pay the families a dime. On November 12, a Connecticut jury awarded eight families and an FBI agent who responded to the shooting. How about that now? The FBI are the victims. The victims. To the shooting, $965 million for the harassment they suffered from InfoWars fans who bought into Jones's hoax theory. Now, that's that's the issue I think you'll find. 
because he's he's the problem, right? And you know, it's it's pointless trying to argue this with um because if someone has their heart set on, you know, they hate Alex Jones and he just he gets what's coming to him and stuff, then there's nothing. It doesn't matter what argument you put; it's not going to make any difference. They're just going to. Oh, we, we want more, 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 more until he's put away, right? That's they will never stop going after him. Doesn't matter what for, but the problem for me is personally that. Uh, he didn't. He didn't harass anybody. He didn't. He didn't stalk people and assault them and harass them. Right. He didn't actually do it, and he didn't actually tell anybody to do it either. He didn't. He didn't say to his fans. If he did, the quote would be in here. Right. There's a reason that you haven't seen a quote from Alex Jones to his audience saying, "Go and do this to these people," because it doesn't exist. Right. So he hasn't stalked or harassed anybody and he hasn't asked anyone to stalk or harass anybody. Those are facts, okay? Now, what's happened is people have stalked and harassed these families, right? They actually did the stalking and harassing. And Jones actually didn't do the stalking and harassing. But those people who did the stalking and harassing don't have multi-million dollar media platforms. They don't. That's another fact. Okay. And if you really dislike Alex Jones, and good luck to you, man. I don't care. I don't care if you like him or not, right? I really don't care. <laughs> but if you really dislike him, then, okay, more power to you, whatever, man. That's your decision. But he didn't... The fact that he didn't actually tell anybody to go and stalk and harass and assault anyone and he didn't actually go and stalk and harass anyone what you need to do is interpret the things that he said as that okay. and that's a choice that you're making to s that you're making a choice to take his words where he didn't actually tell anybody or instruct anybody to go and do these things he didn't show me where he did he didn't and he didn't physically do it himself but you're choosing to take his words and interpret them that way. And, you know, if, if, if we're now at the place where what matters is not what's said, but what someone interprets it to be, then it's the the game's up. It's over. If that if that's the case, then you know this is your future here, Major. Tom. MT twenty twenty four. Okay, that, that's going to be what happens next, and there's not much you can do about it. I mean, I, I if I'm not mistaken, in other statements, uh, the lawyers have said something like, you know, we're going for the highest amount of penalty possible in order to send a message or something to that effect, send a message. And it's like, well, so you admit then that it's not about financial restitution then. It's about it's about making this a soapbox. It's a public, it's, it's a public execution, you know? It's, it's after you, it's after you win the war, 
you capture the enemy king or the enemy emperor and you put him on the back of a donkey cart and let the other, you know, let the peasant townsfolk throw rotten fruit at him. That's that's what's happening. It's just the modern equivalent. The modern equivalent, it doesn't end in a beheading, okay? Uh, it ends with financial ruination, potential prison, probably. Um, but the effect is still the same. Interesting times. We need to catch up on this. Uh, another right-wing bigot, another right-wing, awful right-winger got elected in Europe a few weeks ago. Let's check her out. The first female prime minister of the great state of Italia. Voters in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. Hard right turn. The woman turns. expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. Chris Lipsey <laughs> is in Rome. The funny thing is, is when you discover that every party has roots in fascism because every society was a dictatorship or a, a, you know, an authoritarian something at some point before we got here. Right? You, you, you get that, right? Tyrants have ruled for probably like 98% of human history. And humans have been at war for 100% of human history. You know what the wars were? Tyrants fighting against each other. And they're still doing it. But anyway. Italy is revered for its history, reflected in palazzos and ruins and statues. But not all of that history is beautiful. Oh. And many fear that one particularly ugly chapter, ugly chapter. will soon repeat itself. Okay. This okay. year marks the 100th anniversary of Mussolini's historic march on Rome, plunging the country into two decades of dictatorship. And a you know what? It was 100 years ago. I mean, if we're not allowed to consider the importance of history in the context of things that may have happened in the 1950s, for example, right? How many times have you heard that insult? Stop living in the 50s, man. Oh, they want to take us back to the 1950s, you know? Because the history that we like only really began in 1960. That's when it was all sex, love, drugs, rock and roll, liberation, burning bras and all that shit. So that's the history that we get taught now is 1960s onwards. And it's and its social effect on society, right? And all the and all the spin-offs from that. Anything that happened before then was archaic, bigoted, misogynist, racist, awful, right? Terrible. Until you get to World War II, and then it kicks back into relevant again. Oh no, no, no. We absolutely need to focus on this. Right? You're, they tell you to stop living in the 1950s while they scoot right back to 1935. <laughs> Interesting. Alliance with Hitler and a second world war. Today. I mean, look at the similarities here. <laughs> Goodness. I can see, I can see the I can see the single fucking Italian mothers goose stepping down to their local supermarket already. His fascist party is gone, but many say she is carrying the torch. Uh, Georgia Maloney, leader of the Brothers of Italy. Right. What was once a fringe party has ballooned into the biggest in the country. It, I mean, it, how did this happen? It was a fringe party. It was fringe. 
Have you noticed that trend that every single movement when running contrary to, you know, accepted corporate media truth, right? Whenever, when any, whenever there's a movement that runs contrary to that, it's always a fringe movement until they win. <laughs> Have you noticed? Every single movement that runs contrary to what they, you know, kind of frame and mold to be real and good and true is always a fringe group of extremists, a coalition of fringe elements until they win the election. And then they all stand around going, well, how the hell did that happen? How's it possible that this fringe group <laughs> could win the election? I know, Russia did it. <laughs> it's got to be, somebody must have cheated. How do we know it's a fringe group? Because we've been calling them a fringe group for years. So that's what they might look at all of these sources I have. New York Times, Washington Post, look at them. They're all calling them a fringe group. It must be true. And then tomorrow they win the election. Well, it's got to be cheating. Can't possibly be true. They're only a fringe group. I read it just last week. How did this happen? And it's now poised to lead the most hard right government since World War II. The most hard right government since World War II. <laughs> Now show me you're working out. How did you get to... I want to know how you got to that answer. Is that too much to ask? Look, man, I'm not even disagreeing with you. I'm just, I just want to know how you got there. Show me you're working out. Show me your logic here. Okay. Now you say they are the most hard right government. What was it? The most hard right government since World War II. Okay. Right, so, uh, show me you're working out. Now, what are you comparing it to? What, are you, wh what elements constitute, quote, hard right government and how are you seeing them being applied in this current context? Show me you're working out. Nope, <laughs> just a hard right movement. The fundamental problem in Italy is becoming the, the illegal immigration. Uh, becoming? See, the, I think the Italians are incredibly patient. Remember, Italy was on the forefront of the great um, you know, North African migration in 2015. Remember when Angela Merkel said, throw open the, the gates of Europe are open? Italy was one of the ones taking that the brunt of that the hardest because they were sailing across, obviously, from North Africa, right? Remember all the boat constantly boats, hundreds of boats, hundreds. Just you could barely see the water sometimes. There were so many boats filled with people, and that washing up on the beach. <laughs> and here we are, what seven or eight years later, and this uh, here we are seven or eight years later, and these people are quote unquote hard right. The next iteration of Mussolini's fascist party. Because now they're saying, you know, we think maybe illegal immigration is becoming a problem. <laughs> wow. Fascists. Fascists, ladies and gentlemen. Too many immigrants. Crowd, to protect the, the traditional family, a family composed by a mom, a dad, and sons. 
Italy's conservative super just sons. I think we may have to turn some of the some of the sons into daughters if we're going to progress here. Unfortunately, we can't have this kind of fascism. Star remains fiercely opposed to adoptions <laughs> diversity and diversity boats. Same-sex Sarah. couples. <laughs> the fiery 45-year-old is comfortable with some of the hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto: okay. God, fatherland, and family. She's comfortable with the hallmarks of fascism, this slogan. Oh, are you still at slogan stage? And that's clearly a post-fascist party. Clearly, um, clearly. With a post-fascist agenda. Okay, show me you're working out. <laughs> How did you get there? They, they never show you they're working out. They just say these, they just say things. Eventually, you'll come to the realisation that politics is just people saying things. They don't mean it. They're not going to do it. It doesn't matter. They just say things. That's all it is. People saying stuff. Nothing actually improves. Nothing is actually... People talk at each other. They don't listen to each other. So it's not even listening. Politics. Politics is just saying stuff. And that's it. Nobody listens and nobody cares. Well, this is clearly a post-fascist party. Show me you're working out. Well, I, I called them fascists. Oh. Okay. Huh. Irene Caratelli is a political scientist at Rome's American University. American? Now, see, Americans will give Europeans a lot of stick. Americans will give Europeans a lot of stick and say, oh, look, you're cucked. You gave away your guns and stuff. Australians too, Canadians too. But it's it's your intellectual shit that's being exported everywhere else. Right? Italy has elected the quote-unquote far-right party and this lady from the American University in Italy. Look at the American flag. Oh, no, these are fascists. You're the ones exporting this shit to it. You're the ones exporting the cuckness. <laughs> hey, take some responsibility. Fuck. University of Berkeley and all of that post-World War II shit all comes from you. <laughs> Cultural Marxism. <laughs> you took it out of Europe and then sent it right back in there after you won the war. Good job. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? The flame uh, in the symbol of the political party that yep. goes back to the idea of the flame on the grave of Mussolini. Ah. The same flame is on Mussolini's grave? Yes. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I do love their enthusiasm. Gotta be honest. Remember last week we spoke about Liz Truss? Well, she quit. <laughs> She quit. Liz Truss was British Prime Minister for, I think, 44 days. And then she quit. Basically, you don't need five minutes to explain the Liz Truss premiership as it happened. I can boil it down for you to a couple of sentences. Liz Truss took over from Boris Johnson. Liz Truss said, I've got this great economic plan that's going to fix everything. Liz Truss releases economic plan. Economic plan fucking bombs. Liz Truss reverses economic plan. Liz Truss quits. 
And hey, if you ask me, I would say then it's mission accomplished because I think these things are really only, these things really only take place to help the Labor Party now at this point. <laughs> Surely the con- if the Conservatives were acting in their best interests, they would be, uh, you know, they'd be lunatics for doing this, for, for going through this fucking nightmarish procedure that they've subjected themselves to for no reason whatsoever for bowing to pressure right so I have to assume that it's done on purpose to help the other side because that's the only side where they retain their sanity and I want I want the best for people and I want to believe the best in people no no I think they are sane therefore they must be doing it on purpose <laughs> right if you're not doing it on purpose Jesus Christ you fucking crazy bro you are loopy fucking loop UK Prime Minister Liz Truss resigns after weeks of political turmoil. Let's have a look here. Forgot sound? Give me sound. His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. And look, if you're a conservative in the United States or somewhere else and, you, and you're and you thinking, this is bullshit, he should be nicer to conservatives, Liz Truss isn't a conservative. The conservative party in the UK are not conservatives. Right? But the conservative party in the UK have policies that would make AOC weep with feelings of inadequacy. Just go, Jesus Christ, I'm a fascist <laughs> compared to them. So it's not really a conservative party. And this is, again, this is silly. And they have to be doing it on purpose. Otherwise, they're fucking nuts. Just 44 days since taking over from Boris Johnson, Liz Truss is out. She's out. Given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by... Mandate, mandate. The Conservative Party. Her resignation oddly upbeat, but the end was as stunningly swift as it was inevitable. Her downfall began with a big... What a fucking circus, hey? What a fucking circus. Pathetic. Fucking pathetic. Look at this. Look at this. Look, I'm I'm no, you know, I'm not an admirer of the royal family by any stretch of the imagination. I said on the starting block the other uh, the last show just gone that we did a couple of days ago at the starting block when we were dropping the in. I said, "Look, I'm a monarchist, but that's not because I have an affinity with the royal family. It's because I don't trust any current politicians to write a constitution." That's literally the re- like Our current political situation is the same as getting a disappointing stake in a steakhouse. But you can't be bothered sending it back because that would be more effort. You know what I mean? No, no, he'll probably fuck that up too. Just I'll just eat it and shut my mouth. That's what our system is. And I'm I'm prepared to take that. I'm prepared to leave it as it is. So, you know, that means I have to be a monarchist because... Not one, not one of the current Australian politicians would I trust to get their fingers into shit like bills of rights and stuff. Because they, their idea of, you know, freedom and the right to X probably 
is vastly different to what I would want. So we're going to have to put up with what we have because if we let them, you know, take over and rewrite the rule book, then it's going to be a hell of a lot fucking worse because they're incompetent. <laughs> and if you want Exhibit A in current politicians and their incompetence, I give you Liz Truss. There she is. There's the lovely Liz. Right there. Fucking incompetent. Borrowing economic plan that tanked the pound and drove up interest rates. It all ended... If you're not sure what he's referring to, the economic plan, she wanted to borrow record, records amount of money to pay for tax cuts. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, this is the way it works. You either borrow, in which case you need to raise the taxes, okay, or you cut the taxes. That's the way it works. Cut taxes, but you, you have less money to spend then as well. But you cut the taxes, right, to get... Uh, you know, other people spending money. Let them keep more of their money. You get a little bit less. Let the free market kind of move the wheels a little bit. Or you tax more and dole out more, which is kind of putting the handbrake on the free market. It's very, you know, 101, right? 101 stuff here. Well, hey, I've got a good idea. Why don't we go further into debt to pay for the tax cut? What? No, 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 no. You don't do both. Just do one or the other. Borrow the money and raise the taxes or... Lower the taxes and cut the debt. Which one do you want to do? <laughs> Foggy in the chat. The only problem with her economic plan is basic economics. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the Scooby Squad. Got me again. Foiled on basic economic questions. How the hell? How the hell did we overlook that? <laughs> With a chaotic night in the House of Commons. Chaotic. Where Tory MPs said they were bullied, bullied and, manhandled and manhandled into an attempted vote of confidence wow. from Liz Truss. Okay. She will so take Liz, Liz Truss, this woman here was going around roughing people up, apparently. Fucking, you see what I mean? People just say things. They were bullied, they were bullied and manhandled. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. One record with her... The shortest serving Prime Minister in British history. Hey, congratulations. The man who previously had that title died in office. <laughs> she was a good partner on Russia and Ukraine, and, uh, and the British are going to solve their problems. We need to remember uh, that these are real people we're talking about, and oh. it would be very disappointing oh. uh, how the, yes. her Prime Ministership has ended. Oh, these are real people. Yes. Think of the think of the politicians' feelings in this moment. How dare you? How dare you? Nobody forced you to run for public office. Nobody forced you to stand in front of the cameras. Nobody forced you in a room full of people to throw your little fucking hand up and go, vote for me. I'll fix everything. I'm the guy. Vote for me. I love you. I'm your friend. Nobody forced you to do that. You took it on yourself. And now that it's turned tits up, you want to turn around to everyone else and say, hey, don't be mean to me. Fuck off. Fuck off. If you don't like the pressure, don't fucking run. Right? How dare they? How dare these people? How dare these people put themselves in front of us and, you know, and say, vote for me. I will be your leader. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to take care of you. And then they fuck it up. Fuck it up. 
time after time after time and then they turn back around to you and go, gee, there's no need to be mean about it. Well, fuck off then. Fig the show. Well, Boogie, she is a woman. <laughs> and Daryl's 100% correct. Nobody fucking voted for her in the first place. She was elected by her own party to be the leader. Okay? That's the way it works. That's the way it works here too. Your own party. It happened to Tony Abbott here. Tony Abbott was prime minister. He'd won the election. His own party removed him. Kicked him out. Kicked him out. Incredible. There you have it. The real victim, ladies and gentlemen, Liz Trust. Don't worry. So I'm looking forward to Labor winning the next UK election. And these little videos are so good. Um, this is the, you know, when the Labor University students get together and have little conferences and they do little speeches. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I love this. So the future for the UK, ladies and gentlemen, because the Conservatives couldn't organise a fucking a brothel. Uh, this will be the next kind of generation of leadership sweeping through your great kingdom. Let's have a look. I stand before you. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. My great kingdom. I am a monarchist after all. <laughs> Our great kingdom. God save the king. <laughs> all right, let's go. Trans woman, a lesbian and a Pisces. Okay. I know, right? LGG, LGB, why can't they have a better acronym than that? Ooh, bigotry. Bigoted behaviour, sir. L-G-B-T-Q plus. Look, man, I'm not even that old, okay? Let me, let me give you a little bit of something here. I'm not even that old. Our Labour Party is similar to the UK Labour Party in terms of its, like, cultural reference if you if you follow what i'm saying here our labor party in australia was you know designed to be quote unquote invented to be the political representation of the workers union movement back in the days in the you know the coal mining people dying on the job kind of days right hey what if we all get together and then we can vote against these fucking pricks who are giving us bad bad wages no rights fucking working us to death like slaves let's let's do something about it and get together and we'll fuck their shit up in politics right that's how it started this is how it's going <laughs> man for years i used to say one day i'm going to write a book called how it's going to be called the history of the australian labor party how the workers were robbed of their movement <laughs> Because just like the UK Labor Party, the, the Labor Party in Australia has been overrun, overtaken uh, by the, you know, the university intellectual left. That's your, that's your activists and your socialists and, you know, your bold frame glasses. That's who runs shit these days. And the UK, it's no different. You know, and... I would say, ironically now, if you want to vote, if you want to have a better situation for the average kind of blue collar worker, you, you have to vote for the company owner now, <laughs> which is ironic and sad, yet true at the same time. Our, our local Labor government in our state closed down public roads, right, that everybody pays taxes for in order to let a company build a toll road, right, 
and then they closed lanes on this road to funnel more cars into the fucking paid toll road that was um, built by a private company. And they and they took a they took a cut of the profit. That was a Labor Party government in this state. No, no, no. Let's close the roads that are free and force people to pay this company to use it. That's Labor government in this state. It was their idea. Who thinks of and and what kind of person thinks of like overregulating and charging people to use roads and talking about that kind of shit? Who thinks about that? The average blue collar worker or the fucking university educated intellectual? Which one thinks that's a good idea? I'm telling you, the guy who's earning fucking 20 bucks an hour or something driving in peak hour traffic to his shitty job because you've now closed roads in order to force him to go into a toll road, which costs him a hundred bucks a week to use, is not sitting there thinking this is a wonderful fucking idea. He's not. So ironically, if you want what's best for workers' rights, you actually have to vote for the other the people who don't agree with that. Which, funnily enough, makes you a fascist. Figure that out. So anyway, this is the future of the Workers' Party, the Workers' Revolution. Hey, have a look at this. Not one of them work a day in their life. This is the Workers' Party now. I note that yesterday evening, one of the fringe events was held by a transphobic hate group. <laughs> you know, you know what I hear the most kind of transphobic hate talk from the, the the group of people I hear that most from fucking union blue collar union members who are labor voters they are people who vote left wing yet wave australian flags and go if you don't like it fuck off <laughs> they have and that's the tragedy here they have no idea that this is what their party is now this is your party now you just haven't caught up yet Right, you're living in the afterglow of the once the Labor Party, what it used to be, right? Back in the day, but now the Labor Party doesn't represent the interests of the guy cleaning the toilets or mopping the hallway at the gymnasium. No, no, no. The you, the Labor Party now represents the interest of the person who was hired by the gymnasium to promote more diverse social activities in their in their fucking uh, programs. Right? The, the, the Labor Party now represents the interests of the intellectual who is hired by the gymnasium to promote diversity in the community. That's their job. They don't give a fuck about you cleaning toilets. You're taking some migrant's job. You selfish white racist, you supremacist bigot. But people still haven't caught up to that reality. Don't worry, they will. They will get there. In the next 10 years or so, they'll figure it out. But by then it'll be too late. We delegates are being asked to vote for members of the National Constitutional Committee. Bullframe glasses. And there is no gender quota in that ballot. That is outrageous. We uh, must end capital. We need we need a gender quota in the ballot. We need to have strict rules and regulations on what sex people can be before they're allowed to be our leader. That doesn't sound like shit that guys on a building site would talk about. Foggy in the chat. Every tradie has a fuck off where full sticker on their ute. Exactly. And those same tradies vote for the Labour Party and hang out in Newtown on a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? You know the people. You know them, Fog. 
right? And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I grew up with most of these people, friends with most of these people, right? It makes sense to me. But the thing that they fail to understand is that the party would know, if they cared to pay attention, the party would no longer make sense to them, <laughs> right? Because it's not what you think it is anymore. It hasn't been, and it's getting worse. Why would why would a blue-collar worker want gender quotas on a ballot? Well, hang on. What if there's a really good dude on there? Why why can't he run? Because he's a fucking dude. That's pretty. That's fucking bullshit, mate. <laughs> that and end of story. It's outrageous. We it's must outrageous. end capitalism. Outrageous. And we can only do that with a Labour government led by Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, okay. So we need we need what to. Destroy capitalism. Okay. The Labour government led by you do that with a Labour government end capitalism. And we just we end it. We'll write it into law. Capitalism no longer exists. That'll fix everything. <laughs> no, no, this will be okay. We now that we've been elected, we're going to end capitalism. Okay, how do we do that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> how do you do that? Look, I think even the most devout Marxist will admit in their more, uh, you know, reflective moments that capital you can't end capitalism. Capitalism has to end itself, right? That's the whole Marxist theory, that eventually capitalism will collapse in on itself and then you can have Marxism, yeah? So you, you can't end it yourself. <laughs> it's just, why? Because people love money. <laughs> Unless you shoot them all and take their money away, that's the only way you can do it. And that's been tried as well. Trust me. Oh, you're going to do it different. You're going to do it better. You're going to do the real... Ah, uh, yeah. We'll end capitalism the real way. Okay, we're real socialists. Right. But you see my point here, yeah? We can only do that... We can only do that... ...led by Jeremy Corbyn. The last speaker was defamatory towards... Composite 17, and I know in law, def defamation has a certain standing. I'm sorry, that was, it's not a point of order. He wasn't defamatory, he just raised a different point of view. I've been oh, I love it when they infight about who's more intersectional than the last. See a black man speaking today. I lift my hand, I wasn't there. We exist, it's the only thing I want to say. Okay. We do exist. Okay, we exist, good. <laughs> Few, because this whole time, this whole time, I thought I was hallucinating that there was a black man on stage. But you're actually real. Okay, good. <laughs> thought I don't know why I'm seeing that. I can put your mind at ease. I do exist. Okay, good. It's always good to start off a speech and end a speech with. By the way, I do exist. Okay, just in case you're wondering, I am here. <laughs> My Viking brother. <laughs> Thank you for your point of order. And as the first East Asian woman ever chairing a conference, I understand the importance of representation. Ours is a migrant nation. <laughs> so everyone's just trying to piggyback off everyone else's diversity. Cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Everyone's just trying to piggyback off everyone else's diversity. It becomes a human fucking... Was it that movie, that human, the caterpillar? 
Her lips have been surgically attached to this man's ass, and his shit is feeding her now. All right? So <laughs> we exist. Okay, I just want to say we exist. This is for the mushroom takers in the audience, which of which I'm sure are numerous. <laughs> LSD and shrooms takers all over in this fucking bitch. Okay, just for the shrooms, the shroom heads out there. Yes, I do exist. I am a real person. You are not imagining me on this stage. I'm speaking today. I lift my hand. Yep. I wasn't there. Okay. We exist. We exist. It's the only thing I want to say. Okay. We do exist. Okay, that's good. Glad we ironed that out. And now this one leeches on the back of his diversity with her own little kind of twist on it. Thank you for your point of order. And yep. as the first East Asian woman ever chairing conference. Yeah, well, you might be black and you might exist, but let me tell you something, smart guy. I'm an East Asian woman and I also have a fancy desk. So as an East Asian woman, I know how you, a black man, feels. And everyone just goes, yeah, they don't know why. They don't know why they're cheering. Why would you cheer that? All the person is doing is stating their ethnic identity. So what? I'm an East Asian woman. I couldn't care less. <laughs> Good for you. How do these conversations normally work out for you? Do you get a medal or a biscuit? Which one? Because I've only got biscuits. And I don't think you'd like them. They're shortbread. Thank you for your point of order. And as the first East Asian East woman Asian ever woman. chairing conference, yeah. I understand the importance of representation. <laughs> That's so, they are so full of themselves, aren't they? Right? I understand. I understand. I understand in a way you couldn't possibly understand. There you have it. That's the future of the Labour Party, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you what, you know what? That might be a good place to wrap this sucker up. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, on this impromptu kind of Saturday night show. Don't forget to follow our friends, Victor Von Shrooms, in the chat. I'm sure Victor's still streaming from time to time. Winning TV, of course. You know all the people. Iceman. Coffee Talk with Sandra was in here before. Thank you for the subs, Coffee Talk with Sandra. You know all of our friends. Give them a shout out. Give them a follow. Say hey. Till next time, it'll probably be Saturday night again. This worked out well for me. I mean, except for the whole YouTube thing. <laughs> but I think the time works out well. I'll stream to YouTube again next week, but I have a, I have a funny feeling it's just going to get whacked again, like whack-a-mole straight on the head again now. So, Because, I mean, you know, like I said, never, never promoted or incited violence in my little life. Yet here we are. So we'll see how that goes next week. Anyway... Till next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye.